Good morning, church. How are you guys doing today? Just turn to the person in your side and give them a high five. Say, you look nice today. <laughs> um, I'm also really excited for what God's already doing here this morning. And it is also a privilege to preach in a second language, you know. It makes you more dependent on God, you know. Um, so we are, before we start, let's pray. If you want to bow down your heads, close your eyes, and focus on God right now. You know, earlier when we were praying the, the prayer meeting, I felt God saying that the king was in the room. And he's the king, and he's in the room. So let's position our hearts and our eyes and our minds towards him right now. Because he is worth, he's worthy of that. Holy Spirit, would you speak with us through your word? Would you teach us? Would you reveal yourself to us this morning? Holy Spirit, would you reveal the Son to us? We want to have a fresh revelation of who you are this morning, Jesus. We love you and we thank you that your presence in this place and we honor your presence in this place right now. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. If you would like to open your Bible in Acts 1.8. And so today we are following with the 10.9, uh, 10, the, the 10 series and the, the commands we are talking about this morning is the 10.9. Um, I'm going to just read in here um, the command. It's in Exodus, but we're going to get to Acts 1.8. But the command is, in the NIV version says, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. In the ESV says, you shall not bear false witnesses witness against your neighbor. So today, um, I felt talking about be, being a true witness of Jesus Christ. So if the command of God in here is to not give a false testimony, is to not be a false witness, the opposite of that should be a true witness. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. And before we go to Acts 1.8, I just want to make um, establish a connection between witness and testimony due to different translations. Maybe this is more for me than for you. But um, the verb to testify means to bear witness. So every witness carries a testimony. And every person that has a testimony is a witness. Amen? All good. So Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I believe that when God said to the people of Israel, You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, he was thinking that maybe many years later he would say, you will be my witness to the ends of the earth. From your home to the ends of the earth. Like, I believe that most of us came to know God through someone else's life. Through a witness. Maybe a family member, a friend, maybe someone you heard on a radio, TV, don't know. Um, and that's how God works. You know, that's the way that he likes to work. God chose in his sovereignty to reveal himself to you through someone else's life. And he also chose to partner with you and with your testimony. And he chose to partner with you to reveal himself to someone else who still don't know him. 
So, how many Christians have we got here in the room? If you are a Christian, you wave at me here. Come on, be proud. If you're a Christian, be proud. It's good. So I just want to tell you, inform you that if you are a Christian, you are automatically a witness. There's no pick and choose. God doesn't ex uh, expect from an unbeliever to represent Jesus. But he expects from us, there are Christians that have the Holy Spirit in us. And they were, we are marked by the Holy Spirit with, like, as a seal to represent him well. So every Christian is, is a witness. But the question is, the matter here is, there are false witness and true witness. There are good witness and bad witnesses. Does that make sense? And the question is, what type of witness we are? Are we witnessing Jesus good or bad? Are we false? Are we true? Today, guys, I'm not talking about missions. I know that we read Acts 1-8. You're like, it's, it's a missions talk. I know that I'm, I'm a missionary. I came from Brazil to here. But it is something that goes beyond missions. Because to be a witness goes beyond to be a missionary. You don't need to be in Africa doing missions to be a witness. It's every day, everywhere. Every day, everywhere. In our family, household, work colleagues, in high school, in the university, in the college, in the traffic, in the bus, in the train, in the shop, in the restaurants, in the cinema. And the list goes on. When you're doing missions in Africa, from our home to the ends of the earth, we are called to be witnesses. St. Francis of Assisi, I think that's how you pronounce it, his name. Um, he said one very um, well-known quote. He said, preach the gospel at all times. Use words if necessary. To be a witness of Jesus is the identity of every Christian. So like I said, all Christians are witnesses. But we need to know if we are true or, or, or false, if we are good witness or a bad witness. And I want to go to the practicals in a bit to talk about how to be a true witness of Jesus because that's what we want. But I just want to talk with some people here today before they haven't been hurt by bad witnesses. I know that the church sometimes fails to witness Jesus well. I know that sometimes leaders are going to fail. Pastors are going to hurt you. Ministers are going to hurt you. Christians, people that should represent Jesus well to you, may have hurted you in your journey until here. But I just want to tell you, I'm sorry. If you feel like you've been hurt by people that should represent Jesus well and they didn't, and you are here in this room, I just want to tell you, I'm sorry. God is not like that. If these people didn't show you mercy, God is merciful. If they didn't show you love, God is love. And especially if they betrayed you and were not faithful to you, God is faithful. So do not, never let bad witnesses define who God is to you. Okay, so moving on. How to, to be a true witness to to our neighbor, a true, a true witness of Jesus Christ. So if you want to get your notebooks out, 
I just want to encourage you to get your notebooks out because, got to be honest, I wasn't a notebook person at all. And I started being, because I've, I've realized that I memorize better when I take notes. I usually don't go back to my notes, but I just memorize better. And this is proved scientifically that when you write down and you listen at the same time, you memorize better. So just do it if you can. Um, just a few points that I want to bring here this morning. You know, when you start to how to be a true witness of Jesus Christ to our neighbor. First, we need to be in a thriving relationship with Jesus Christ. In a thriving relationship with Jesus, everything flows from there. How can we show to the world God's love if we don't know God's love ourselves? How can we show to the world that God's good if we, know, we don't know his good and we don't experience his goodness by ourselves? The quality of your witness, the quality of how we witness Jesus is directly connected to the quality of our relationship with him. Everything flows from there. Like coming to church, guys, doesn't make you a friend of God. When I took this job as a pastor, I never thought I would do that. But I felt God calling me to. And one thing that God told me was, Lev, that doesn't make me that doesn't make you my friend. You need to still keep on pursuing me in our secret place and keep it, keep on seeking me. You need you still need to be in a thriving relationship with me. Like if you've been here guys for if you're a Christian like I asked you. You've been coming to church for many years, but you don't feel a relationship with God is thriving. It's growing. You don't feel like you're growing the knowledge of God. And you don't desire to grow more. There's a problem there. In Ephesians 1.17, Paul is praying for the church in Ephesus. And he says, he prays for the church. He prays, I pray that you might grow in the knowledge of God. So let's check our hearts. And see if we are growing this relationship. Like, it's really from God when Rich played song and talked about lingering God's presence and waiting God's presence. You know, this is the key to be a good witness. Intimacy with God is totally connecting how we witness Him. One thing that I've learned <coughs> being in the UK for quite a few years now is that if you go to the fish and chips shop and you stay there for like waiting your chips for like 30 minutes you know they're gonna leave smelling grease right it's a reality we know that and it's the same with god if you go to the secret place and you spend time with jesus you linger there you wait in his presence you wait he's worth the wait you wait in his presence i tell you all you're going to be smelling Jesus to everyone around you. He's worth the wait. He's worth the wait. We need to break through the, the boredom, the tiredness, and we need to still wait in his presence because he's worth the wait. This is not written here, guys. I just felt this from God. There is a passage um, in, in Luke that talks about Anna. A prophet. She was a lady that she got, um, she, she became a widow really early in her married life. And he, she decided to dedicate her life to praying fast in the temple. 
And she did that for 84 years. 84 years. And one day when she's going to the temple again, the typical routine, she had the opportunity to see God's face in a baby. And she saw the baby Jesus. And I think if you asked her, well, was it worth 84 years waiting for God? I think she would say, yes, it was worth it. So let's wait on God because he is worth the wait. Let's stay with him because everything flows from there in our Christian life. Everything flows from there. And I really feel strongly to just like do a little bit more in this point. And I try to speak this sensitively, but if you've been coming to church for maybe months or even years, and you consider yourself as a Christian, but you know deep down in your heart that you are not, maybe. That you don't really have a relationship with Jesus. I would encourage you to stop pretending. And really, whether you enter in a life with God or not, but I say this with love in my heart because I better shock you now than for you to be shocked later when you face the Son of Man. Moving on. Second point, we need to be consistent in how we witness Jesus. Consistency is key here. So I, I love TV series. I love movies. Um, I watch many. And at the moment, I've been watching a TV series called Suits. Has ever anyone her heard about that? Few people. Suits is really good. It is a TV series about lawyers. I know it doesn't sound that exciting, but it is good. It is a good trauma. And, and I, I, I've learned a few things in there. Like, I've learned how the courtroom works. And in a courtroom, you've got always the person being accused, right, for a crime. You've got the lawyer defending that person. You've got the accuser. You're going to have the jury and the judge. They're going to make the decision if the person is going to go to jail or not, going to go free. And you also have a very important role in there is the witness. The witness brings the facts. They tell about what they heard, what they saw, and they just tell, right? And the, the witness statement is very, is very key. But the thing is, if the witness are not, is not consistent and have different stories, they are not trustworthy. And everyone's like, oh, no, this is, not, this is not a good witness. It's a false witness because it's not consistent. And my point is, if we as Christians, as witnesses of Jesus Christ, are not consistent, we're not good witnesses. We must be the same person here and at work. The same person here and at home. The way we speak must be the same everywhere, every day. Does that make sense? Awesome. Moving on. Third point is, know the gospel, know your testimony, and always be ready to share it. First Peter 3.15 says, should have opened that before. And if someone asks about your Christian hope, Always be ready to explain it. We need to know the gospel. If you are a Christian, do you need, we need to know 
why we are Christians. If someone asks, why, are you why do you follow Jesus? What, do, what did Jesus do for you? What, what, what he has done for you? Can, could you, could us, like we, I'm, I'm, I'm starting, this preach is first for me. But like, can we explain the gospel to someone else that doesn't know? Can we share our faith well? Could we lead someone through the prayer of salvation? Because this is key. Knowing the gospel is really important. Also, knowing our testimony. We all have a testimony. I used to think I'm, I'm from a very Christian family. Um, my, past, my, my parents are ministers, grandparents, ministers. And I used to think, well, I don't have really a testimony, no? Not a cool one. Like, never used drugs, never got drunk. What am I going to tell people? That's what you should think. But when they got confronted me saying, the same blood, the same blood that got the murderer free also got you free. You're walking towards an eternity without me. The worst sinner, let's say, didn't need more blood than me. We all were saved by grace. We all saved by the blood, and we all have a testimony. And testimony is not only about what God did in the past, but it's all what our lives looks now. How is our relationship with God now? How God just has transformed us. So we need to know our testimony and all the gospel. And just we need to always remember that we are witnesses. In the courtroom, the witness tells the facts, and the lawyer, the advocate, is going to use using very compelling arguments, they're going to convince the jury and the judge. We're not meant to convince anyone. We're meant to testify about Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the advocate, is going to convince the people. Always remember that. That's not our job. Next point, be intentional about, your, about being a witness. We need to be intentional. You know, like, we need to share our faith intentionally, share our testimony intentionally. We need to remember that People's eternity, eternities are at stake here. And God chose to partner with us. What a privilege. It's a big privilege, but also a great responsibility. The last point that I want to make is be a witness at home. I did feel God speaking this one, especially for today, how we need to be witnesses to those we live with. We don't need to be only witnesses to people that are not Christians. Of course we do to them, but also to those we live with. We need to be witnesses to our spouse, children, parents, our housemates, whoever we live with. Parents, how are we showing Jesus to our kids? Bringing them to church is not going to do the job. It's not, it's not enough. We need to be witnesses at home because this is what's going to make a difference. We need to show to our family what our relationship with God looks like. We need to have a relationship with God at home and we need to show to our family what that looks like. I'm very privileged that I grew up in a Christian family, like I said, and my parents did an amazing job. I remember growing up, um, I would see my parents praying. They would have their secret time, but sometimes they would leave even the door open so I could see 
and hear and, and experience the love that they had for God. The relationship wasn't like, of course they would bring me to church. Every service, every event, I was the kids pastor. I had to come. But I, I, but I would see, I would see the, the real relationship they had with God. I would hear my granddad's big example of faith for me. I would consider him my, my father in faith, and he, my spiritual father, and he, I've seen him preaching conference with thousands of people. I've seen him in healing through Jesus and, and casting out demons. So great, so many great stuff. But the biggest example of Jesus he gave to me was at home. I remember growing up when I used to sleep uh, at their house. That was quite an often thing. And I remember growing up, uh, um, waking up very early in the morning and hear every single time my granddad and his computer, older co old, old computer, typing up very loudly while he was hearing from God, you know. And he kept his first love and he's a friend of God. Just before I came here to the UK, I spent some months in Brazil and one Saturday afternoon, we were having lunch together, and he was so excited. He was telling me, wow, Levi, I just got this new Bible, and I, I go into this verse, and it was a verse that he had read a thousand times and preached a thousand times. And he was so excited to tell me that he spent that morning four hours with Jesus. And he wasn't trying to show off. He was just showing that he still had this first love. And that is the biggest witness uh, that's the best way he was witnessing Jesus to me. And he wasn't aware of that. But we need to be aware that we are witnessing Jesus to the people around us. Parents to your children. Parents to your children. Show your prayer life to them. You know, the disciples, when they asked you, Jesus, to teach them something, they didn't ask you, Jesus, teach us to preach. Teach us to heal the sick. No, they said, Jesus, would you teach us to pray? Because they saw Jesus' prayer life. Chris, if you'd like to just jump in the kiss. So this morning, I just, I just want to um, have two moments now, two appeals, if you'd like. Um, firstly, I just want to talk with, if there's someone in here that is not Christian, and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Great, because you've got an invitation this morning from Jesus to enter in a relationship with Him. And He wants to place His Spirit in your heart and mark you and save you and give purpose to your life. So if, be, so if, you've, if you are here for the first time, or maybe you've been exploring Christianity, you've been coming to church in a while, or even maybe you've been coming to church in a long time but you know that deep down in your heart you don't have a relationship with God this invitation is for you this morning firstly God loves you he sent his own and only son to die for you he lived a perfect life and he died a horrible death for your sins and our mistakes. But he rose from the dead. He conquered the grave. He ascended to heaven. And he's coming back soon. 
And He wants you. He wants to clean you of all your sins. Doesn't matter what you've done, doesn't matter. He wants to wash that away. Because He's a loving God, He's a forgiving God, He's a kind and gentle and merciful. And He wants a real and true relationship with you. So if there's anyone here this morning, um, the church, if you are a Christian, just be praying if you want to close your eyes or just enter in a spirit of prayer. But if there's anyone here this morning, like I said, first time, you've been coming for a while, even if you've been coming for years, and you feel like that's your call, that's, that's your time, I tell you all, I'm not going to convince you because the Holy Spirit does. And I believe that if it's you, you are feeling right now something in your heart. The Holy Spirit is revealing Jesus to you. You feel a warmth. You feel a love that you've never felt before. And I want to encourage you right now and ask you right now to come here to the front and we're going to pray with you. Someone is going to come and lead to a prayer. And I ask you for you to come to the front not because I want to expose you. Remember, everyone around you has made this decision. And it's not between you and them. It's between you and God. But I encourage you to come here to the front because I want to take the shame elements of accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This is a beautiful thing. And you can start by being a witness of who your Lord and Savior is right there. So right now I want to give you just a few seconds. If there's anyone that feel your heart warmed up by the Holy Spirit. Warmed up by the Holy Spirit. I just welcome you to come here to the front. Because I would love to pray with you. Thank you. Spirit, would you reveal the Son right now to those that yet don't know you? Thank you, Jesus.
Would you come and pray with him, please? I want to wait here just a little bit longer. If there's anyone else. just waiting a little bit longer because I do believe there's someone else and Church, I would love you to just bow down your hands and enter in the spirits of prayer. God's moving here. And I do believe there's someone else here. Look, your, your eternity is what we were talking about. I'm not trying to put fear in your hearts. Actually, I'm saying God wants you. And he wants you to spend the whole of eternity with you. So just more a few seconds. If you feel warm in your heart, would you come to the front? that are Christians here in the room I would like you to pray this simple prayer right now Holy Spirit would you show me where and how I haven't been a true witness Holy Spirit would you show me where and how I haven't been a true witness and God's going to show you right now go to the to the last song I just want to encourage you to repent say sorry to God to whatever he has showed you to also accept God's love and forgiveness 
and all and do not like stay on that and as you go out this morning to change whatever has to be changed in your life and you start walking as a true witness of Jesus Christ God bless you